welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and I'm delighted to be here today with Michael. Hi, Michael. Hi, Kara. Michael Massey. I think, do I say your last name? You usually do. Okay. It's Michael Massey. That's right. Yes. Yes. The modern mystic. So, um, Michael and I... uh, it's just fun how these things like come to pass where we're like, we should record this because often what happens is we're just having a conversation and um, it develops into something that I I think what I said this morning is I just really want to share this now. <laughs> um, but we have, we spend quite a bit of time kind of talking about our dream state and Michael's been invaluable in helping me come to understand the importance of dreams, the dream state, and some of the gifts that are brought with the dream state, um, the work that's done in, in dream time, um, subconscious work and ethereal, etheric work. And um, so when I first got to know Michael, I couldn't even remember my dreams. That was one of the things that I I would say like, oh, I don't even remember my dreams ever. And so um, for many months now, I have been, I I keep a dream journal. So the first thing I do when I wake up is write down whatever I can remember in my dreams. And I've been doing this for several months. And my dreams, my memory, my dream recall, 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 uh, has skyrocketed. You know, he and I will have, just regular discussions about, you know, in my dream, I did this and I saw this and, and this came up and, and, uh, and you've commented a few times about, is it my imagination or was this the Kara who used to talk about how she can't remember her dreams? So, um, it's been a really fun kind of progression of our interaction is that, um, we'll go into the dream space and there's been, there've been some really interesting, things that have happened and crossovers where um, people have shared their dreams with me and then it, it it kicks in where I'm like, wait a minute, I had a very similar dream, similar sort of space and um, similar kind of colors and everything at this in the same time. And so it's really developing into something very powerful and useful. And so on Saturday, he and I were catching up and uh, we were kind of wrapping up the conversation. And I just said, did you have any interesting dreams? And then that's where you did have a very interesting dream that kept me entertained all weekend. Every time I I brought it to mind, I would start laughing. Um, So why don't we start with that? If you want to share your dream. Okay. Dreams. Um, I do recall, I think it was, yeah, it was a little over a year ago when we were just talking on the phone and, and, uh, and Kara, you said, you know, uh, that, uh, you didn't re- remember any of your dreams. And, and I remember asking you, would you like to? Yeah. Right? <laughs> this can be arranged. <laughs> so for those of you out there who, um, um, do not, um, remember your dreams, if you would like to, it is entirely possible, and it's just, it just begins with that open and openness of saying yes. And um, that will invite in uh, new attunement, 
um, or activation for you uh, that will begin to unpack and then more and more you will remember your dreams. Um, it's as simple as just simply at this moment saying yes. And uh, as Kara also mentioned, um, in time, then is, is the, the dream journal is a really, is a really a, a powerful tool to use. And, um, and quite amusing for your future entertainment. <laughs> Because you can <laughs> write some of this down, and one of the the, the thing is is was when when we're asleep and we enter this dream world, we are in a sense of entering this um, this eternal space. So this is where we may we may have dreams that um, are messages from um, our past self or future self. It is really from the timeless self if you will. Um, and uh, sometimes I've had the, the wonderful experience of, of having a dream that felt really profound. I wrote it down, had no idea what it meant, and then years later I happened to pick up that dream journal and then read a, a, a specific dream that totally applied to me that in that moment. Mo in that moment. In that future moment. In that future moment. And I'm like, oh, wow, I recorded this years ago for me now. That's amazing. Yeah. And so this is a, yeah, I can't emphasize enough the power of a, of a dream journal. And, and Michael and I have, um, are, are, are intending to explore this at more, in more depth at another time. Um, and so, but I'll just kind of plant the seed now. When you keep that dream journal and you, one of the, and as you begin to remember your dreams, one of the things you're doing is kind of, there's a frequency, there's a feeling and like a frequency, but the, the dream evokes a feeling and the feeling is associated with a frequency. And so one of the things that's interesting is going back a few, you know, just picking randomly um, an entry from months ago. And just by like the, the little like breadcrumbs that I left at that time through the words that I wrote in my journal, I, I'm like, it's funny, like as I'm picking up what the dream was and I'm decoding what I wrote, I'm like, ah, and I can feel myself release into the feeling or the frequency of the dream, which is kind of really what it's about, you know, it's, it is about kind of that feeling and getting in touch with that, or at least that's one of the layers, but. Yes, and we can, uh, uh, as Karen mentioned, we have kind of some future plans, if you will, to go into this uh, um, kind of the mechanics of dreams and um, their interpretation and, and all sorts of stuff, and so if that's of, in of interest to anyone, please do give us a shout out. Um, and encourage us a little bit <laughs> to go forward in that direction. Um, okay, now that's all just kind of a bit of a background on dreams. And, and now, uh, I've had rich and vivid dreamscape for many, many years now, and it wasn't always that case. And uh, I frequently have lucid dreams, which are awesome and fun. And... Now, Do you want to quickly just explain what a lucid dream is? Uh, lucid dreams. I mean, hyper-awareness where you're just fully conscious and awake within your own dream. And then you can kind of 
do whatever you want to do. It so becomes you're kind of directing the dream. The dream, yeah. Imagine yourself just in a fully immersive like virtual reality and environment that's has different laws of physics. So it's you know the dreamscape can enable you to fly or anything like that. So if you're in a lucid dream, and yeah, exactly, you're. If you're in a lucid state, something's chasing you. Instead of just chasing and being afraid of it, and we've all had those, those kind of a dreams. In a lucid state, you just go, oh, I can fly. And then, boom, you fly. Mm. And so, if you really, in a lucid dream, you can turn into a real superhero. Lucid dreaming is really awesome. So, do you know you're dreaming when you're lucid dreaming? In a sense, you kind of do. Okay. You, you, you do. It's, it's, uh, but it's, it's still an immersive experience. Okay. So. Um, you're full, fully awake in a dream, but you, you do have this surrealness type of sensation within, within okay. the lucid, lucid construct. Uh, it doesn't mean that you're fully aware of whatever the physical world of the, you know, uh, but you're, you're definitely aware that it's a dream. Okay. Yeah. Now, um... So each of that, uh, we just we just kind of blitzed through about half a dozen different topics that could, <laughs> yeah. that could actually be full blown like modules. Pod, really, yeah, right? we could go into way much depth on each one of those, and uh, really, but uh, today was just to share this uh, this one particular dream that um, um, that I had on a, uh, a Saturday morning. And uh, in this in this particular dream, and it was a dream with an old flame. Uh, I, you know, I was like, raise your hand if you've ever had one of those dreams. So in this this dream was uh, was with an old flame, and um, you know, in my kind of my background with with her uh, you know, many many moons ago, as you might say, and uh, she hasn't appeared in any of my dreams for quite some time uh, but she showed up this time uh, this Saturday and um, we had had our um, difficulties if you will and we had um, some kind of different upbringings we're at little different stages along our our um, um, along the path and our progress and this is in real life in real life mm -hmm. I'm gonna come back to the dream in a second yeah. so I'm just giving you a little context so um, this, yeah, and, uh, uh, she, she was much more susceptible to, um, the, the courts of public opinion, mm -hmm. um, image, uh, she, you know, and a lot of deep programming around, um, your image and position and, in, in society and whatnot, and <laughs> me, <laughs> me, uh, you know, um, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm playing a different tune, if you will. So I'm already kind of into this this full expression of, you know, spirit child self, and uh, which led me to be impulsive. And this was my own expression. And what would happen is is uh, that when I would um, act in accordance with this expression of this playful um, spirit child. Uh, self, then uh, it would make her quite uncomfortable, and then she would, in turn, um, uh, take it out on me. And uh, it's it's not you know, and it's not her fault. It's in, 
And incidentally, she didn't like that she did this, and she was actually she was well enough aware that that uh, um, and would frequently apologize afterwards and ask for forgiveness that um, that she that she hated that about herself that she couldn't express herself alongside me that way and. Uh, but eventually, uh, it, you know, it was this was led to significant uh, incompatibility um, for our life paths and our respective missions, and so we separated. And this was years ago. Now, um, okay, that, and you know, I, you know, I did everything on my end along the way to consciously forgive her for the you know and the 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 these these uh, whatever you call them um this this uh the backlash or whatever i would get or the mm-hmm. the yeah, trauma the, yeah in a sense it was uh and it's 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 a it's a delicate thing when you find yourself in a um you know in a, in a state of a kind of this childlike playful state and then to get rebuked mm-hmm. you know as a that stings and I mean because there's a vulnerability that goes with that expressing a, that yeah, yeah absolutely and um, um, so that um, it does uh, become a form of trauma and <clears throat> so what um, and and I've done everything along that I knew to do along the way to heal those wounds and then move on. And then lo and behold, um, this this dream comes up. And in, so in this dream, I, I, I dream, and, and here it is, my old flame, and she's, uh, I'm, I'm due to pick her up at the shopping mall because that's, you know, that's where I hang out all the time, and you know, <laughs> as we all do these days, everybody's just got to be at the mall, right? Right. <laughs> and she was with, uh, she had two kids um, uh, with her that were uh, one was about three, and the other one was about eight. Um, and so I'm there to pick them up, and she shows up, and there's uh, she has a man with her, and. Um, and uh, a man, and his, his name was Steve. And um, so they come, and I'm to pick up all four of them, I guess. I, I was not previously aware of Steve. <laughs> and he seemed a little bit odd to me. He was wearing these really dark glasses, and he just kind of seemed to kind of ignore me, you know? He kind of, like, walked right past me and didn't look at me or anything. And I thought, well, he's kind of a weird dude. And, um, and then, um, so my, my, uh, old flame there, she goes, she turns to Steve and she goes, Steve, this is Michael. And, and, and Steve says, he says, oh, hi. He says, can I touch your face? And all of a sudden it dawns on me like, oh, he's, he's blind. Well, silly me for thinking he was weird no he's just blind and so he has to touch my face 
And um, so I say, sure, sure. And he, he starts touching my face. And, I, I, and I'm just I'm feeling all this, like, energy, electricity in this. And it was like such a beautiful caress, like, as he's feeling and this like big smile is bursting out on his his face and um and I couldn't help myself. I just reached out to him and I it just just em, em, embraced him and we were hugging and like and I'm like let me let your face feel my face and we we're like 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 lion cubs, you know, rubbing <laughs> their faces together. And I'm like, oh, he says, he's like, oh, you're so beautiful, brother. And I'm like, I'm, you're so beautiful. And uh, it was just heart just exploding. I mean, I was like just deep love for this man. And, um, and then... After a moment, I have this moment, and then it comes time to pile in the car, and I get into the driver's seat, and I'm clamoring into the other seats, and and I uh, and then I kind of start to drive off, and I turn and look at at, at my flame. I look I look kind of in the back seat and whatnot, and I don't see Steve. And so I had, but uh, the my old flame and her, the two kids, they were, they were there. And I said, where, where's Steve? And she said, uh, she says, well, I had to, I had to hit him over the head and leave him behind. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, what? hit a blind guy in the head and then leave him behind in the parking lot I'm like what are you what okay here's trying to stay contained alright I'm just like totally befuddled and I'm and so I say I'm like well what, what, what did you do that? what did you do that for and she says, she says, he made me feel conflicted. <laughs> he made me feel conflicted. It was a straight up statement. I mean, it was so clear. I, and, and so, so, so I'm like still kind of driving away really slowly, but I, I, I turn to look. Out to see if Steve is, is just out there standing. I'm like, I can't believe I'm just gonna leave a club, of, you know, a club a blind guy and leave him in a in a parking lot. <laughs> How can we do that? And I turn to look out the window and I see this like like a ghosted image of his face, and the whole like half of his face was like all black and blue, like just boom. He got, I mean, he got clubbed hard. And then, pow, boom, I wake. And I woke up and I was like, what the heck was that? And I'm like, wow, you know, I, 
I was quite curious. I'm like, wow, you know, I wonder, maybe I was wondering if my whole flame is she's got this, she's got a, you know, she's got a new boyfriend. Is his name Steve? Uh, is he blind? Um, uh, or is she doing this again to, mm-hmm. you know, another, another guy? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and um, I didn't really know. I didn't. I, I wasn't sure on what it what it meant. And I was just like, whoa! But it was very clear. Clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was and powerful. Yeah. So it's and so it was like a dream that kind of haunts you. It was sticking with you. It wasn't one of those things where I woke up and it was fleeting. I was like, mm-hmm. Oof. and I can remember all the little details of this one. And I was on my way uh, down. Um, uh, this was Saturday afternoon, so I was on my way down to see my folks in Bloomington, and I called and talked to Kara on the, the phone for a little bit, and. Um, and uh, uh, to sharing this dream because that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> and so I share this dream with her, and and she reacted just as you maybe heard her chuckling over there, right? <laughs> but she was actually, I think she was, she wasn't just snickering and <laughs> chuckling. She she cackled. Okay, <laughs> she flat out cackled when I got to the, especially to the. I feel... Con- Wait, cackling you- sounds a little witchy. Okay, all right. It wasn't witchy. No, it was... Uh, yeah, it was but- It was a very hearty chuckle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, especially when we got to the... You made me feel conflicted. <laughs> yeah. I know. I didn't think it could get better. And then, then you told me that part. Yeah. <laughs> I had to start all over with all my laughing. Yeah. And... So I shared it with her, and she laughed, and as they say, laughter is the best medicine. And so, um, so I was like finding the humor in it too, and laughing. And then I just had to. Did we just right there over the phone, uh, like together? I said like, well, let's just, you know, uh, let's just say a prayer blessing for Steve. For right. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! You know, God bless his heart. Oh, you know, he, oh, he didn't deserve that. And um, and and uh, thank you, Kira, for joining in that that little bit right there. And then we hung up the phone, and I continued my drive. And as I'm driving down, I'm still trying to kind of figure out or interpret this this dream, and something was flashing back to me from the dream dream sequence particularly was that parting image where I saw like this ghost image of his of his face it wasn't like I looked out the window and I saw him standing there I saw and all of a sudden I had the full recall within the dream that what I saw was a reflection in the the window uh my driver's side of the car so his ghostly kind of ghost image was actually a reflection. And in that moment that I knew that Steve was me. And, and in this instant, um, I then recognized that that was the traumatized or lost 
aspect of me from many years ago um, who was maybe um, hmm, blind at least in that he did not know what was happening to, to him at the time or whatnot. And, um, and the reunion that we had was so precious because he is me. And uh, as soon as I recognized that that was me, then, then I felt this surge and a click. And there was a hole that I have been trying to fill that's in my heart, and it just filled. And my heart just, just began to just expand and um, with this great sense of, of just wholeness and, and completion and, and joy at reuniting with this lost aspect um, that uh, had been traumatized. It's so interesting because <clears throat> coming into that wholeness is so powerful. It reminds me also of the David Lyon episode where he talks about that magical part of him that came up in meditation and the completeness, like he had a vision where he saw a sphere. And I know you related a lot to that too. There was a lot in that David Lyon one that was reflected in your life stream as well. Um, but it's in your case, and I think you're going to get to this too, but you know, that you're very conscious and conscientious of your energy field and your completeness and your wholeness and your balance and harmony and you know you're consciously working on this which I think illustrates how easy how how easy it is for us to lose aspects of ourselves and lose facets of ourselves and particularly for the the everyday person you know I mean you're a shaman and you you know your whole being is steeped in this you know so you're very conscious of it and still that piece was Mm -hmm. hiding you know had been Mm -hmm. shut down so you know there's just if I'm just kind of thinking like if when we no, it seems to me, no matter how much we feel like we are complete and, and in balance and, you know, that we do need to just stay open and aware that there is probably still room for healing, even if it's it's under the surface, you know, there's still so much that, that could be there. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, uh, this, this particular, so this particular experience um this this dream which while hmm, let's say while requested welcome for sure um and uh, uh, brought about uh, some something that within uh, shamanic traditions is referred to as uh, soul retrieval and this is where yes these um uh, fragmented, fractured, and stuck aspects of, of ourself. Where what happens along the way is when, when there is a, uh, a trauma, then that version of the self that was there, present at that moment, that experienced that trauma, then gets, let's say, um, gets stuck in a box, 
that's that keeps reliving that story. And so soul retrieval is about, um, and from within the shamanic traditions, is has typically entailed um, where you're 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 guiding somebody back to that memory, you're accompanying them so that they feel safe, and you're helping them to to reconnect with that traumatized self and welcome that that self back in and um so this is uh, and this can be a it can be a lengthy process and i've, I've frequently in, in many of the, the the teachings that i've done uh, before I've, I've i've given some tools um such as um there are certain uh mantras and commands and things that you can do such as you know all that I am return to me now all that I am return to me now where it's a very it's very much like putting out a blanket beacon to reach out and try and pull all these selves in um, now one of the reasons for doing that because is as as Kara as you mentioned there that um, these levels of traumatization can are actually so common and they can happen um, it can just happen in a flash that uh, that if we were to try if we had to go through a very arduous process of retrieving each aspect one by one uh, you, you know it, mm, that might take a million years mm. um, and um, it's a slight exaggeration perhaps but not but Make, kind of making a point there and so I frequently taught how to work your own energetic field in order to reach out to these to to all of yourself and so that you can begin to on a on a more aggregate and, and collective scale reach out connect with the all these various different um, um, aspects, aspects facets, yeah fractals Fractals, facets, aspects, these would all be different kind of uh, representations of the same thing. And, um, and so what, that all has merit. And yet here, here I am having actually gone through, through a dreamscape soul retrieval process um, for once for a specific aspect uh, that uh, it was like I was aware was missing, but I was unable to find. Mm. And then through the dreamscape, it actually and so it, you were aware of of, missing, of it missing. Missing. Okay. Yes, I was aware that it was missing, but I didn't know how to find it. And in a sense, actually, the the very one um, who let's say traumatized me in terms of this is my old flame was the one who actually brought it back to me in my mm, dream yeah and so there's a poetry and a beauty of that you know it's like a gratitude of thank yeah. you mm -hmm. right because the way that it lined up was so perfect that i mean the fact that it was that specific person Mm. And it was the symbology was yeah. 
you know, you didn't have to stretch to, I mean, it was like, wow, it's so clear. I mean, the, the blindness and the, the beating and the, you know, the, the conflict, you know, feeling conflicted. I mean, all of it really lines up. With my actual, mm-hmm. yeah, my actual experience in real life. Mm-hmm. And um, this, is, this is also, you know, there's an opportunity here, um, certainly for being open to um, open to uh, open to the 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 dreamscape open to this kind of um, um, soul reunion if you will process this openness to um, welcome traumatized selves back and sometimes we um, we might be reluctant to do that because um, this is where the, the, the mind can fragment itself. It doesn't want the traumatized version to come back in because it doesn't want to relive that trauma. Mm, yeah. And that's a false notion, though, because the trauma is only relived as long as the separation exists. Mm. As soon as the reunion and that lost aspect is returned, the trauma disappears from the mind. Mm. So, um, so it's it, it can be a kind of a scary process because you're afraid that you're just gonna have this this you know this you're ba- get stuck, stuck in, in this bad yeah. memory, and um, so the mind it's a defense mechanism that it uses to to repress memories and to to fragment off, um, but. Through, through the reunion is where, that's where the healing occurs and then the trauma disappears. And the, the, the you know, the other thing we can do, and, and, and this is something that I had been done along the years, is, you know, I would, would, would consciously or whatnot is, is focus on forgiveness of, you know, forgive your forgiveness for an ex or someone who, who's hurt you or, and um, and you can always make this statement and bring it up, and it doesn't always mean that you're gonna f- feel all of a sudden goody 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 about somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can always you can consciously choose the path of forgiveness, and to that extent, this actually helps. That helps the overall process. But the real healing occurs when the reunion happens. Mm. And it is through that then uh, reconnection and the embrace of that which was once lost that now becomes found. And one, there's something else. The other, this is what just a moment ago I mentioned there's an opportunity. And if we can, it's just so crucial for us to to step to understand we we may be victims yes um and and been traumatized for things we did not deserve um but to also uh, be humble in knowing that you know what we may have inadvertently done the same thing to another and it could just be just 
It just it was just that one quip of that one word at the wrong time that just just squelched somebody else's joyful expression of life and that traumatized them it made them be more afraid to come out and play and um, so we have played both roles and this this victim and perpetrator and so if we can acknowledge and we don't have to necessarily then you know do some kind of deep just deep dive to try and figure out what is every what is every evil i've ever perpetrated on my fellow human being you know is but no but we can we can um, make this a similar directive to to not only just you know like the mantra of calling everything back to oneself uh, but it's also the return and to say you know um you know uh to anyone i have ever harmed you know in mind body or spirit throughout my whole life um uh to anyone that i hold captive unknowingly i release those captives may they return those all those lost aspects may they return um to their rightful place And as we do this with each other, then we are calling on and aligning to, um, you know, uh, this uh, a cosmic law of grace and reciprocality um, that um, of that uh, you know of the what you might call her karma, really, you know, you um, that. Action as a reaction, and, and um, you uh, you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are all different ways of expressing the same concept. That um, this will really opens up the doors um, for our own soul union. Mm. Wow! And and this is ultimately what this is all about, because as a as a whole, a whole soul, uh, a soul fully reunited with itself, then it re-enters this childlike state that we experienced when we were kids that enabled us to go out into the world with eyes of full of wonder mm-hmm. and awe and excitement about what each day is to bring and this is our natural state of being not that we stay naive as children like for for all you know our whole Mm -hmm. life now we grow in wisdom um, knowledge and experience Uh, but we do so as this expression of uh, the divine what I call the divine child and now the divine this divine child is our natural state of being and this is our fullest expression and it's one of uh, a playful interaction with um, with the uh, with all of creation 
And all it's looking for is it wants it wants to feel safe to come out and play. And this is the process of the healings of all these traumas and stuff that somehow made this world not a safe place. Mm-hmm. And this could have started in, you know, childhood and, you know, uh, the home, or it could have been, it happens when, when there ever there are these abuses um, and infractions and traumas um, that splinter and, and fracture us into these pieces. And yet, uh, I think I used the, the example of like Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, is that, you know, we fall apart, but we get put back together. And there's this beauty in the coming back together that reminds me of the Japanese art of, of fixing pottery, where they use the gold in order to put all the pieces of a broken pottery back together. And the finished product is this mosaic of interwoven gold with its original pottery that makes it these even more valuable treasures um, that are worth more than the original ever was. Oh, wow. And that is our destiny. You, me, and all of us here. We shall all be put back together again and be even more valuable than we were to begin. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that and uh, sharing the, the experience and the lessons and wisdom. That's, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes, my heart's with all of us as in, this, this, in the great reunion um, coming to each and every one of us. Indeed, it is already in motion. God bless us all. Beautiful. Thank you, and thank you for listening and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.